April 9, 1682. Robert de la Salle becomes the first European to reach the mouth of the Mississippi River, claiming the land for France and naming it Louisiana, which is better than his first choice, Mouth Town. Welcome to The Revisionist. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And joining us once again, that's right, the boys are back in town, except back isn't the word because Sammy's joining us for the first goddamn time. What am I doing? Sammy Anzer, everyone. It feels like I've been here. Exactly. Yeah, it's so it's so comfortable. Like, you know, we're all just sitting around in our robes, kind of taking it easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing a pants robe. You guys yeah. can't see love a that pants robe okay yeah, yeah so that's a, like a, the bottom half of a robe cut off at the midpoint so it's just like a sheet that you've kind of loosely draped around your legs yeah, yeah. and it's 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 always open it's just okay. it doesn't oh, so close it's, because it has no structural integrity it just, <laughs> just hangs on my waist like that it, it's it's very impressive the, the fact that you have managed to not get arrested for wearing that <laughs> Yeah, and I have my windows open, too, which is kind of, my neighbors hate me. Does it start above the belt, or is there no belt, and it's just No, 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 there's a belt. There's a belt. It starts at the belt line. Okay. Great. Okay, great. I would show you, but it's pornographic. Right, of course. And and we could have saved that for the after show. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, Zach, what do we normally do on this show other than... Uh, you know, look at each other's. Anyway. Uh... Uh, yeah. So normally this is a show where we look at each other's dicks. Um, <laughs> today we're going to do something a little different <laughs> and talk about a person or event from history. Um, so uh, in this particular episode, uh, we're going to continue our series on con artists uh, mm-hmm. throughout uh, throughout history. Uh, and uh, what will happen is you'll hear one of uh, our hosts give a, an actual uh, account of what um, the real life story of this con artist was, according to the government sanctioned, you know, textbook and or Wikipedia version of events. And then you'll hear uh, an alternate take uh, from deep in the bowels of 8chan or something uh, or Reddit or something. Uh, that can be as batshit banana crazy as uh, the person presenting it wants it to be. And at the end of the episode, we'll determine which of these two stories is going to be the true history of that person going forward. And I didn't do either of the main stories this time, so I don't know what the topic is. (laughs) We're talking about Casper Hauser. Casper Hauser. That's right. And uh, last episode with Byron Graham, we talked Nat Warlaw, right? Mm-hmm. Nat Warlaw, yep. The and, Indian uh, con artist. In, who sold... who The Taj Mahal like three times? I sold think? the Taj Mahal three times and there's like no fucking details about it and it's absolutely maddening. Uh, the alternate history uh, won out for that uh, finally, which was... I fucking wrote it. I should remember. Um Definitely, it had like a Harold and Maude thing going on. It was sort of about his post-retirement life. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. A movie star or something like that. Yeah. I think, I feel like that's what happened. <laughs> I think that, oh yeah. And then it, there, there was another, like, it sort of went where he became the, um, the uh, sort of mentor of the wet bandits. 
It's been a long time, guys. We have not recorded in almost a month because life has been crazy this month. That's right. So forgive us our uh, forgetfulness. We're at two surgeries mm. in this household. So uh, I would say one more and it's free, but that's not how the American medical system works. Mm. Um, <laughs> that would be great, though, if they got a buy two, get one three. Oh, yeah. Free. If like, like a loyalty program. Yeah. Like, if you yeah. Had, like a subway card, but for, you know, getting your spleen out. Like, we know you. Get in here. You're a regular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're when you're at a bar and the bartender's like, hey, this one's on me. I've seen you around. <laughs> what will it be today? Appendectomy? Yeah, uh, you got it. That, I did not differentiate my characters there. That's just not. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name and also what your insides look like. <laughs> Yeah, they. That's why they never really play the extended version of the Cheers theme song, because it yeah. gets very unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time, Sammy, you are doing the actual history. Yeah, let me tell you guys about. Let me tell you about Casper Hauser. I know about him. Mm-hmm. It might. It, there might be some approximations in there. That is totally fine. I. I. I have a. Uh, a mysterious unnamed source up here, so I can double check things if needed. Uh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So check this out. Um, should we do? Uh, I can just go into it, right? Oh yeah, go for it. Okay. So Casper Hauser. Um, Casper Hauser's a. Uh, pretty mysterious guy um so around uh and you know i'm just guessing here but around 1828 um in germany uh a boy about 16 or so uh walks into the square and he's making these kind of like like intelligible sounds Mm -hmm. like he oh damn so he's making all right let me, can i do that over i'm sorry i gotta yeah, no, interrupt right no here, but all right so 1828 young casper a budding <laughs> not to be confused with the rapper young casper young casp yeah <laughs> he comes into the square and uh he he's making unintelligible sounds He's uh, kind of like causing a ruckus, kind of like just gesticulating. Mm-hmm. There might have been some gyrating in there. There's sure. no telling. <laughs> and people don't know what's going on with this. He's doing some Fortnite dances as 16-year-olds yeah. are watching. You know the, thing, the thing with, um, the, with the arms that everyone loves? Oh, he flossing? Doing, that yeah, everyone doing, loves, <laughs> of course. <laughs> We did it at my grandma's funeral, I remember, because she loved it so much. He did the 1828 version of that. So oh, he, was okay. a real, he was a real entrepreneur in a sense. And <laughs> yeah, with all the we'll attention that. that was, that was uh, being garnered by him, uh, people were like, what's going on with this guy? And they, they, they picked up on him and they found a note uh, pinned to his uh, chest. 
And this is one uh, much like you would if you were in first grade and you didn't know where your mittens were or something like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, his was like that, but a lot more tragic. Sure. <laughs> what, so what, what could be more tragic than not knowing where your mittens are? I'll tell you. <laughs> he was the son of a cavalryman. Mm. And though he was... Um, a celebrated cavalryman, he grew up in isolation from him. And because of that, he didn't know how to speak, but apparently he was able to recognize some words. Mm -hmm. A rich benefactor took great interest in Caspar Hauser because he couldn't speak. Sure. And he took care of him and he decided to teach him how to read and write to unlock what gems could be in his mind. <laughs> and and I'm just double checking, like, so apparently in this note, there's a line that says, he writes my handwriting exactly as I do, mm -hmm. which seems like maybe a clue yeah. about the <laughs> veracity of this note, but we'll see. Casper was a, a, a great and quick learner, if that's what mm -hmm. you're saying. Oh, yeah. Just really, for, for someone who claimed to be kept in a dark cell, like, all of his life, just really oh, yeah. on the ball. <laughs> so that's what, that's what the note revealed, was mm. that he was only, he was kept in a cell his entire life, only got bread occasionally, uh, the bread was very hard, if my uh, historical documents, if I can recall. <laughs> very History grain, grainy. Like, you know when you get 12 multi-grain bread? Like, oh, yeah. this was like 40 sure. grains yeah. in there, rough. Like, sure. scrape the top of your mouth. So many... It's Captain Crunch, essentially. Yeah. It's what it was. It was more grains than bread, really. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that was good for him because all he wanted was grainy, grainy hard bread and <laughs> water. And he subsisted on that and very little human interaction. A man would come into his cell every once in a while, slightly teach him to write, and um, probably drop off more grains. Yeah, I mean, mm. combined trips, that's just efficiency right there. Yeah. <laughs> here's where casper casper's life takes a turn he becomes a little bit of celebrity and not because of his short german shorts that we're imagining you know <laughs> sure. the green ones of course not because of his outfit but because of what his predicament kind of reveals about the human mind and there were some people who were on to that and they wanted to stop him so as Casper was minding his business, walking through a park one time, he was stabbed. He was stabbed right in the chest. And this was right around the time when he was beginning to learn how to speak and reveal the mysteries of how his life came to be or what his life was like. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm seeing like, so this guy... Allegedly, like thought he was a child of the forest, and then it came out that I guess theoretically he was in a dungeon. He never met a human. He would just fall asleep sometimes, and his nails and hair would be cut. Yeah, <laughs> which and, and honestly, was, I'd be fine with. That'd sure. be great. Honestly, I don't want to have nice to go to the barber. Uh, yeah, nice massage. Um, 
And the only thing he said at first was, I want to be a cavalryman like my father and horse, horse. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very, very, horses were very popular in Germany at the time. He was yeah. like sort of the original horse boy. Yeah. This was during the horse craze. Uh, everyone <laughs> seemed to love horses from yeah. like uh, probably about like 1400 to like right around 1900. Till cars, basically. Yeah. People <laughs> were just we got crazy about him. <laughs> and Germany was no um, Germany was no different. They loved the horses. So I could understand why that was one of Casper yeah. houses. And then after in like 1914, you start seeing the, the TikToks about how like, what's up with uh, the boomers and their horses? Yeah. <laughs> can't trust King, them uh nep centennials whatever what's the name of a person born in 1900 Fuck Dead. Dead. that will go with that baby yeah <laughs> and yeah. as uh casper's uh this was only one time of violent interaction that happened with him. And then another uh, instance, when he was walking alone, another person uh, assaulted him while he was in the park. Mm. And uh, his wound was fatal. Mm. And they thought he was going to pull through for a while, and he didn't. And it was suspected that he might have been a son of uh royalty or a dignitary and that's why he was killed however years later research reveals that he was not yep <laughs> and he might he might have been a con man who just loved attention and horses <laughs> yeah no the horse love was genuine like how could you not love those beautiful beautiful ponies no and I was going to say, like, this is not, like, naturally a shoe-in for the con artist category, except he's so very clearly conning people. Because, like, when you said, like, he moves in with a wealthy benefactor, which is, like, every every kid's dream. Um, yeah. The to, little orphan Annie. Uh, yeah. Ex you know. Except unlike little orphan Annie, the, the dude you move in with is not virulently anti-Roosevelt, which is weird. <laughs> um. Well, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Um, but yeah, there's all those things like he sort of ends up bouncing around between rich dude and rich dude as each one kind of is like. <laughs> there was one guy I, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but he was like, I think this guy can actually read. So he kicked him out of the house, um, which is sort of a wild wild ass thing to do um but like hey, hey we've all pretended to not be able to read for money before sure <laughs> yeah of course that's uh, check out check out my only fans where i struggle <laughs> my way through a book um yeah just, uh, and the donations just start coming in to go fund me that's that's really what it's at <laughs> The sign I wrote that says I can't read is raising a lot of questions answered by the sign. <laughs> well, underneath I said 99% guarantee. Um, but yeah, when um, he had like also a very specific way of like folding like secret notes to himself, it was like this, 
very unique triangular fold. Um, and when the when he was like fatally stabbed, I don't know why I mimed it. Uh, they found a note folded exactly like that. Um, on his on his person that said, "Hauser will be able to tell you quite precisely how I look and from where I am." To save him the effort, I want to tell you from where I come, blank, blank. I come from blank, blank, the Bavarian border, blank, blank, on the river, blank. I will even tell you the name. And then he gives like three initials. So <laughs> it clearly M-L-O. it's like. M-L-O. Yeah, M-L-O. Manchester Light Orchestra. <laughs> and. My like my favorite theory about this dude is that like the first stabbing was him trying to get attention uh, or like I should say to throw attention off of him um, and that the second stab all have done. Yes, again, check out my other OnlyFans where I stab myself for attention. Um yeah. And money. The 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 classic uh scream for uh that's a very niche <laughs> reference. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. I was I was planning on watching that. <laughs> I that's the only one I haven't seen because I've seen Scream 5 as of this weekend. Well along with uh Jackass Infinite and Tragedy stab. of Macbeth. You still don't know who done it. Yeah. Um so the uh, the theory with the second stabbing is that he tried to do it again um, to like to again to throw attention off himself um, and that he just sort of forgot where his heart was or just like stabbed too hard <laughs> and stabbed himself in the heart. Um, so not a great con artist. Yeah, uh, seems like he's just like, I want a place to live. And in service of that, uh, assuming he was a con artist, which seems probable to me, in service of that, I'm just going to like pretend to be feral forever (laughs) and live a lower quality. Like it's a really, really like, um, you know, uh, low rent, like. He did, he wasn't asking for like millions of dollars. He wasn't trying to birdie made off anybody. He was like, I just want to like have a bed and not work. <laughs> Listen, he's struggled a lot. Okay. It's hard to yeah. know where your heart is when you don't know how to read. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems like he was directing. <laughs> what do you mean? How else I mean, are you going to If you saw a picture of like, if someone was like, your heart's there, you'd be like, oh, okay. I don't need to read no, no more books. I kind of figured it out. One. That's a good point. Hey, a diagram of a human anatomy. Uh, there's the heart. I can see the little picture. You can also just kind of like feel for it a little yeah, bit. Or yeah. That's true. Listeners, um, we probably edited this out earlier, so I'm going to let you in on a fact. Uh, and that's that I fucked up and um, did not... I was under the impression that Sammy was preparing the true history uh, and that was not the case. And so we kind of threw him uh, sort of in that role. So we're going to fill out some more of the details because a lot of this is 
Um, us, <laughs> a lot of the next few minutes, it's going to be uh, us filling in like the last couple details. Um, and I just want to say thank you, Sammy. And I'm so sorry I fucked that up. It was it was good improv. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, so, yeah. No, it's it's. I mean, there's a lot of. Um, it seems like there's a 1928 study that implied that the stab wound was most likely self-inflicted. A lot mm-hmm. of people think this guy was like uh, sort of histrionic with a paranoid disorder. And like, I don't know. I feel like the, the science that I'm reading here lands more on the side of this guy made up some crazy shit and wandered into a town one day and was like, I'm just going to keep doing this for a few years until I stab myself. It's a pretty good bit. Fatally. It's a pretty good bit. Well, but yeah, there was, yeah, it's a real Andy Kaufman. <laughs> there was he was setting up um, another like rich dude, uh, Lord Stanhope, uh, of the House of Doug. <laughs> yep, of course. Uh, man, if he was a very different comic, he would have had a sitcom in the two thousands called House of Doug. Mm. Um, <laughs> But uh, Lord Sanhope took took an, a liking to Hauser and like gained custody of him um, at one point, which is just a thing you could do, apparently. Yeah. How do you have enough money to just like take a person? Like I'll be yeah. like, yeah, I'll have him. Yeah. That seems interesting. I'll have one. Um, and so he he was one of the people who very much believed that Casper Hauser was descended from like Hungarian royalty. Um, and so uh, Stanhope was uh, British and was making a plan uh, to sort of move uh, Hauser from Nuremberg to London Um and that was great, but when the plan started falling apart, is when uh, Hauser started. When Hauser decided to go with the second stabbing, um, and Stanhope later said, um, "Quote: uh, It was his duty to confess that he had been deceived," uh, and he wrote a book presenting all of the evidence against Casper Hauser. Um, and people who are sort of committed to the mythology of Casper Hauser as the sort of Count of Monte Cristo or, um, man in the iron mask type figure, uh, suspect Stanhope has ties to like the house of Baden, which is trying to keep the secret of Casper Hauser under wraps. Yeah. In this case, he would have been like, uh, the son of like a cousin by marriage to Napoleon was uh, yeah was this like Baden and his wife Stephanie, yeah. like there's a very like Ooh, theoretically he was there was a rumor he was related to possibly, uh, yeah. From what I'm seeing, it looks like that's been largely disproven, and the DNA evidence from his bloody underwear in 1996, <laughs> and then another one in 2002 from some hair is like inconclusive to negative on that front. That's right. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh at bloody underwear, but it's also just I pictured him uh, getting like a severe. Maybe he didn't wedgie. know where his heart was, and he was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it was a couple different tries." 
Yeah, his, it, the first time it didn't get a lot of publication, but he was like, oh, yeah, someone is, stabbed me in the taint. Yeah, this is like, there's an extended end, uh, end to Romeo and Juliet where he grabs the dagger and is like, oh, oh, stab myself in the dick. Oh, that's not my heart. <laughs> like I said, I watched Jackass Infinite this weekend, uh, and there was so much just exp- way more exposed scrotum that I was... You sort of anticipating. Okay, so you watched Jackass and you were like, surely there won't be much exposed scrotum in Jackass. I your, pre- your preconceived notion of Jackass was, surely. What's terrible is that I saw it and there was like seven-year-olds in there with me and I was like, this is wildly inappropriate. <laughs> that is, like, even if you were just taking them to a movie to see someone get, like, punched in the dick by an MMA fighter, like wearing yeah. a cup. <laughs> like that's still <laughs> such a wild ass choice. Yeah. Like uh, shot by a cannon into a used porta potty hole. Whatever <laughs> the fuck they do these days. Oh man. Uh but uh Hauser was buried in uh the city cemetery in Ansbach. Um and his headstone reads quote, here lies Casper Hauser riddle of his time uh which i think might be overselling it a little bit because they still didn't know how germs worked or anything like that (laughs) so you know fucking cool it well we skipped the part where he like uh entered into the war a war of wits with the batman (laughs) oh yeah sorry it says riddler of his time i totally misread that (laughs) the r got weathered away but it turns out he had a series of <laughs> bank robberies where he left elaborate clues. Casper Hauser is a significantly less done dumb name than Edward Nigma. I gotta say. Now I've got to give Enigma. Enig. Yep. I don't know. I haven't I, seen I got, the new one yet, so I don't know. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta defend uh, this a little bit because canonically, I believe his original birth name is Edward Nashton, and he legally changed it to Edward Nigma just because he's a little douche. <laughs> well now you guys are making me doubt his middle initial e which i'm pretty sure is right. i think it's just his first initial edward e like and then enigma i don't know if he has a canonical middle name but he might maybe he does but it's victor probably, freeze like, is the, yeah julian day uh all the great sh- shitty sure. batman villain names um but yeah that's the true story of casper hauser um, Harleen Quinzel, classic. Harleen Quinzel, yeah, of course. And, uh, of course, uh, Peter Angwin. And, uh, um, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. They just follow the same Catherine Woman. I, I, S. Carecrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, listeners, like I said, I fucked up. And so I am also doing the alternate history uh, in addition to all the (laughs) talking my dumb face just did. Sure. There's a lot that's unknown about Casper Hauser. Uh, Granted, I mean, people think he was a con artist and he certainly he parlayed his story into, you know, access to wealthy people and a sort of you know, notoriety. Basically, I don't know how famous he was. Like, I don't know if he, 
like because he kind of strikes me uh, as like a Logan Paul type, sort of. And sure. like I'm looking at his picture right now, and he looks He's got good kind hands. of like a Logan yeah. Paul. He had a brother named Jake Hauser. <laughs> he also got duped by Charizard cards. Yeah. Fake Pokemon. <laughs> what a yeah, he dumb filmed... era we live in. <laughs> yeah, I went to a Japanese suicide forest and. yeah all that yep um so like to me he wasn't like a timothy chalamet sort of level but he was still famous um so but just because he used parts of his story to con people doesn't mean his whole story was a con uh in fact casper hauser was kept in a dark cell for a lot of his life. Um, and that's a lot of the reason why he was the way he was and had trouble sort of communicating and being around people. Um, but the seeds of his one of his overriding obsessions uh, is a little obscured. And that is that the person who kept him in the cell wasn't a person at all. It was a horse. Wow. Like when he first arrived in the square in Nuremberg and he was saying horse, horse, he was trying to tell people uh, the villain who had pursued him in his childhood and imprisoned him in his adolescence. Uh, we don't we don't know much about this horse as an individual. Uh, we do know his name was Daddy's Little Rascal. Oh, okay. Um, I so. thought maybe he got a popular Netflix series later on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, and that was uh, called uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> sure. Um, but we, it's not known if the horse had any ties to the House of Baden. Or if it was just kind of like a dickhead of a horse um, who, you know, horses can be jerks too. Well, you know, I think that's we mentioned that horses were super popular until like around 1904. Mm -hmm. So um, at the time, the horse lobby was incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. And these horses thought they could get away with fucking anything. Um, because they were like, how else are you going to get around? We, uh, we hold all the cards in our hooves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they had horses at this point had routinely gotten away with murder. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you, you've, we've all seen the footage of Joe Manchin riding around on a horse. We, we know everything is sort Have of. Have we all seen that? <laughs> we've all seen it. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, the horse lobby was sort of like, what big oil is today or like big tobacco was 40 years ago. Um, But the key difference is the horse, the horse lobby was actual horses Um, and an actual lobby. Yeah. They just hung out in the lobby of uh, Ritz Carlton. Yeah. So it was really nice. Like it was a nice lobby. Yeah. Um, There's of course the, the hotel bar, which was Mm -hmm. called uh, Colser Clopsalot. Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Yep. Um, anyway. Uh, and of course, the the bar and grill attached to the restaurant called Belmont Steaks. Um, sure. 
Goddamn. So Casper was sort of on the run. And when he said his father was a cavalry man, he was right. His father had been murdered by a horse. Uh, he wasn't sure if it was the same horse, uh, but, you know, these these horses run in tight circles. Um, yeah. But like um, – If you want them to. If, if you want – that's basically yeah. what dressage um, is. Yeah, like or the uh, – if you have ever seen uh, the Kentucky Derby, you'll see them run in tight circles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that that also explains the sort of diet he was fed of just like a bunch of loose grain when he was kept in prison because it, it was just a horse that. diet. Yeah, the bag was kept around his ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was known to try to eat whole apples when walking around town. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. He slept on a block of salt. Things like this. <laughs> um. So of course, um. You know, Casper settles in with a series of rich people who, in a way, he has a sort of like early form of uh, Stockholm Syndrome because he doesn't quite get life around the the bipeds a little bit. You know, people are laying down to sleep. uh, They're you know, cutting up their food. They're going to a bathroom to shit. Uh, They're doing all sorts of things like that. And he's not really used to that. Uh, And in a way, it's tragic because it was against his will that he was held in prison by a horse. But he now sort of knows no other life. Um, Yeah, I think he was imparted as a child with the secrets of the car and the horse lobby was like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, of course. He could draw the design of the car in the exact same way his father did. There, there was a was prophecy cruel. among the horses. Yep. Yeah. It was cruel, but I heard that they actually didn't keep him in a cage, that it was a stable. It's <laughs> a form of ironic kind of it was, punishment. Yeah. When, when he said, I had a stable upbringing, uh, it was like his first pun and everyone was really happy because that's like, that's kind of like advanced wordplay for a kid who hasn't been able to speak. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not a great pun, but it's <laughs> if you if you haven't been speaking for 16 years, it's pretty good. Um, for sure. And so it's when he's living, trying to make a, a new life for himself that uh, daddy's daddy's little treasure. Well, I can't remember what I called fucking what I fucking called the horse um, finally catches up with him. And so there's the first stabbing uh, and like Casper's found in the cellar of the person's house where he's staying, just a cut on his forehead because uh, the horse was holding a knife in its teeth. In a way, it's amazing the horses were so threatening because they don't have opposable thumbs. Yeah, so you'd think they, they would use their, you, I mean, you would think they would use their hooves. You would think. Um, and uh, famously, one thing horses don't know about is the location of the heart. <laughs> yeah, they have trouble with that one. Yeah. Um, and of course, no one believed him when he s- kept saying, like, the horses are after me. And people are like, Casper, you're crazy. Um, so that's when he decided to sort of 
cry wolf a little bit. And uh, that's cry when horse. he set up yeah, to cry horse. Yep. Don't know why I didn't see that one coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and set up the uh, fake stabbing. And of course, he got ready. He had like the thin little thin little dagger that was hopefully not going to, uh, you know, do any lasting damage. And he uh, had a horse's idea of anatomy. Yes, he had a horse's idea of anatomy. And he at first he was trying to choose which of his four stomachs uh, right. he would need to. He you can to lose one and be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, when he pulled back the knife and he heard from behind him a sudden unexpected whinny uh, of just like a horse uh, pulling a rich person's carriage. And that threw him off so much that he plunged the knife into his heart. Um, And that is the story of Casper Hauser uh, hunted of horses. And I think we should clarify at the time when horses pulled carriages, the actual thing that was going on was those were accessories for the horses. It was not for yes, the benefit yes, of the yes, rich yes, people. Yes, yes, yes. The horse was going wherever they wanted. And then the, the person was just an accessory to, to the rich, powerful yeah. horse. You think a rich person wants to spend a lot of time just staring at a horse's butt when yeah, they're going from play. place to place? No, it's a power play. It's a sex thing for the horse. <laughs> it's always a sex thing yeah said ox oscar wilde that's a cool yeah yeah Yeah. i think that was the that it was either him or sigmund freud i think who said that thing but that is the actual alternate history of casper hauser it was the first time i so, listeners, I'll reveal another thing. I fucked up twice, and I thought Zach was doing the alternate for this episode. <laughs> what had actually occurred was Sammy volunteered to do the alternate. Um, Brian was up to do the actual. Uh, I was scheduled to do neither. Um, so I did, in fact, do neither. <laughs> um, and then Brian thought that I was supposed to do the alternate. So it was a comedy of errors. We haven't recorded for a month. It's been a stressful time. Like I said, surgeries. Uh, it's been fun. Yeah. There's no denying that. Um, before we move on, listeners, um, you can always write us a letter, ask us a question, leave us a comment at revisionistpodcast.com. Just click on the contact button at the top. Or you can uh, reach out on social media, Twitter or Instagram. Just search Revision Pod on Twitter and Revisionist underscore podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can also, if you have a lot of money uh, and you're tired of spending it on good causes, uh, you can pledge on our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. And uh, buy a, an extra vote on episode outcomes and even get your hands on some uh, exclusive shirts and stickers. Um we just put out a new shirt that's the Disney logo and it says, okay, groomer underneath. Um, oh, you didn't see this yet. Okay. Uh, what? This is a thing. This is a thing conservatives are doing now. Um, oh no. Yeah. They're accusing uh, Disney of being groomers because they're not supporting the don't say gay bill. 
Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, guys, listen. Disney's a lot of bad things, but it's not that. So, um, you know, if you're if you're going to attack Disney for something, make it encouraging J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Uh, make it for the line, somehow Palpatine returned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Sammy, you're going to the I believe the day this is released, uh, you're going to be headlining three E's in Colorado Springs. Yeah, come out. Colorado Springs, pull up. And you got all the burger restaurants from all over the country. <laughs> a Whataburger, an In-N-Out, a fucking Five Guys, Good Times, it's there. I'm doing a burger tour before my actual tour. Oh, man. That honestly sounds fucking like a great idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're all, you, have, you have show dates all the time, and listeners... You should always check them out. Um, Bad Boy Anzer on Instagram, TikTok. Venmo, too. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) If anyone wants to make me forget how to speak English, (laughs) a la Casper Hauser. Well, I I would love to not be able to speak English for a little bit, just for for the right price. Yeah. Zach, you co-host The Movie Trap also. That's correct. It's a uh, movie podcast you may have surmised from the title. The premise is basically that me and my two co-hosts, Chris and Russell, uh, we pick a topic, uh, a theme for three movies. Uh, So, for example, recently we did movies that shift genre in the middle of the the movie. Um, And each of us picks something in that theme. And at the end... We compete and vote to see who picked the best movie uh, that fits that theme. And that person gets to pick the following theme. So it's basically just a gamified movie podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. And if that is interesting to you, uh, you can listen to it. Good news. <laughs> you can also watch it. It's on YouTube. There's video. Yeah. Listeners, uh, stay tuned for us putting episodes on YouTube. Um, not sure if we'll end up including actual footage from the zoom calls uh, because I haven't told people to prepare for that. So I feel bad putting their image on the internet. Um, But yeah, stay tuned for that. It's Uh, just going to be this audio over some hardcore porn. (laughs) Soft core. It's this is a family show. We can Um, discuss this. I mean, we are also going to put, we are going to put the show up on a, what is it? Porn tube, porn hub, porn hub, um, yeah, not porn tube. The porn tube is just a flashlight. Anyway, goddamn. Um, that, that brings us to the judgment phase and Zach, I don't envy you this episode. Yeah, this was a weird one because we kind of all, there was a lot of collab. This is maybe the most collaborative episode we've ever done. And you know, Collaborating, collaborating to read a Wikipedia article is less interesting than collaborating to create a story with uh, your friends. That's the heart of improv. Uh, so I want to reward. I want to reward the the uh, creative, collaborative nature of uh, the second half of this episode with a victory because 
truly we all contributed a little something to that alternate history. It was no, there was no single author on that baby. I don't think so. How could I not, uh, you know, how could I not reward myself and my, and my friends? <laughs> Everyone it's what Casper would want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, also he would want a, some money and attention. Yeah. If as anybody a great appreci- con man. Yeah, yeah. That's what he'd want. If anybody appreciates making up your own history, it's, it's Casper Housen. Uh, but listeners, voting is now open on Patreon, and stay tuned to our Instagram stories uh, the week after this is released for the final round of voting. Uh, but Sammy, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for stepping up when I fucked up. Oh, we had a lot of fun, and yeah. I want to see what the votes are, too. And yeah. I got to learn about Casper Hauser, so thank you guys. I'm going to be telling people all about his horse-like behavior and all the... <laughs> mm-hmm. Constantly jumping over gates and being a war horse. I've not seen that movie, so I don't know. Neighing. Neighing, of course. Um, It's about a horse that's in a war. (laughs) World War I, specifically. (laughs) And, of course, not the horses of the Gulf War, which... Hmm. That's when horses started going out of style and the horse lobby lost their power. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was really like their last hurrah, 1991, the, the Bush senior years. Because <laughs> they were also caught funneling money to the Contras. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, thank you as always. Yep, no problem. For everyone here at The Revisionist, I'm Brian Flynn. I am Zach Powers. Have a good time. Thank you, guys. April 9th, 193, Septimius Severus is proclaimed Emperor of Rome, still holding the record for third coolest emperor name behind Maximinius Thrax and Derek. April 9th, 1609, Spain and the Dutch sign a treaty that leads to a 12-year truce in the 80 Years' War. It would have lasted longer, but everyone sort of figured they had 27 years of war still to go. All right, I've got three, two. Um, April 9th, 1784. The Treaty of Paris is ratified by King George III, ending the American Revolutionary War. In a minor victory, the king sneaks in a clause that Americans must make embarrassingly shitty adaptations of popular British comedies at least once a year. <laughs> April 9th, uh, April 9th, 1860. Uh, Edward Leon Scott de Martinville makes the oldest known recording of an audible human voice. It is an ad for Squarespace. <laughs> uh, and April 9th, 1865, Robert E. Lee surrenders to Ulysses S. Grant at Appomattox Courthouse, effectively ending the war. Lincoln figures, what the hell? After that, I deserve to treat myself to a show. <laughs> Those are fire. (laughs) Love that.